And then he goes outside the house and is like calling for Shinobu. And she like how he's just up. yelling at his shadow on the ground. Shinobu! Shinobu! Literally, the commun- the, the that part from Community where it's like, look at his shadow! Look at his shadow! <laughs> Hello everyone and welcome to Anime Club After Dark, the podcast that delves into all things anime, manga, and otaku culture related. I'm your host Alex, but you can call me Senpai, I, and I am joined tonight by our poser extraordinaire, Natai. What are you reading, Natai? God, there's so much fucking porn. It's, this is Kizu <laughs> Monogatari, by the way. Mm. That's so fucking horny. Anyway, Any, yeah. oh, dude, see you there. Yeah, anyway. Uh... <laughs> This is my favorite Monogatari figure. Just the sun-dressed Shinobu. Don't show the you-know-what. Oh, the pan- it does have the panties. Don't, don't. I'm not going to show it. But it does have the panties. But I yes. never know with you. But I'm going to have her. She's going to sit right here and watch me the entire time. <clears throat> oh. Natai. with a disgusted face. With a pose it's been eight. It's been 18 months since we started doing our Monogatari spoiler casts. And we're finally at the end. Damn. It's Zoku Awari Monogatari. <laughs> <laughs> Holy fucking shit. I, it's hard to believe. this. Is the, so on the podcast, and I've talked about it uh, you know, recently, this is, number one, the longest like project we've had, and it's certainly the biggest we've had in scope. I, I, yeah. If I had to just take a guess at how long we've been, like, if I put all the episodes like side by side and, and watched them all in a row, it's got to be at least 20 hours worth of content, right? Fuck, I should have pulled up, like, statistics and shit to celebrate the end, you know? Fuck. Mm. That would have been real cool. Like, do, we, we released, like, what? Like, 16, 18 episodes of Monogatari? Um, I don't know Spokes? exactly. Because I know we've we've split a few of the parts that were actually one individual part into multiple parts because of how long they were. That's right. We did that with, uh, with, with the second season because of how long it is. We I think you split it into and with three different episodes. And with Awari, we split that into three as well. Um, I don't know. I'll have to go back. I, I do know that once uh, this goes up, I'm going to have a separate playlist on our YouTube channel that just has all of these episodes in a row, so you can watch them all. Um, I'll be sure to uh, to link it down below as well. Um, so you yeah, have it, a gajillion hours of us talking about Monogatari to listen to. Exactly. Um but yeah, let's get into it, man. Um, Zoku, yeah, Zoku. Um, aka continuation of end story. Fucking yeah, easy, like, <laughs> I know, right? Um, I mean, I don't think for the technical info, there's really much that needs to be said. However, um, the music this time was uh, composed by Kei Haneoka, who also did the uh, music composition for um, uh, Sukimonogatari. And Awari. And Awari. And Awari, yes. Uh, also, a very so it, small note that I that I uh, read about while uh, preparing uh, for the episode. So, again, Akiyuki Shinbo has always been the director of Monogatari, but he co-directed, I think, most of them with uh, um, Itamura. I don't remember the full name, forgive me. Mm. And Itamura left Shaft right before Zoku uh, to David Production with a bunch of animators, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, so this is um, one of the very few parts of Monogatari where it's just a Kyuki Shinbo. Yes, and I think it shows. 
Um, there's yeah. a lot of trippy sequences throughout this. Um, I, I I don't know what Akiyuki Shimbo smokes, but it's pretty good shit. Uh, I'd love some of that shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, the release thing, the way this was released was a little bit different. Um, so this was originally released as a movie. Yeah, uh, as a movie in, in, Jap- in, in Jap- Japan. In Japanese theaters on November 10th of 2018. Um, it was later right. re-edited into a six-episode TV broadcast on uh, May 18th of 2019. And I believe all of, on Japanese TV at least, all of those uh, episodes aired on the same night. On the same night, yep. They they aired like all in a row. Um, fun fact, um, this Zoku or Monogatari is still outside of Japan, not available on any streaming service whatsoever. Uh, the only way the... to legally watch this outside of Japan is to buy the uh, the Blu-rays. It's the only part of Monogatari, uh, aside from Koyomi, I suppose. But, you know, that's kind of a fucking offshoot thing. But that's the only part. This is the only season, quote-unquote, Monogatari that you can't watch online on Crunchyroll, which is kind of shit. It's been fucking three, four years since it came out. It's uh, well, I mean, it came shame. out originally in 2018, so it's been five years. Five years, yeah, and we still. So, Crunchyroll, please, please give the people what they want. Um, yeah, the only way to legally watch it outside of Japan, at least that I know of, I don't know if there's any uh, countries or like uh, regions on on the planet where it is legally streaming on some streaming service. Um, but I know that at least in North America um, and obviously in Europe and in the Middle East, it's not available on any legal streaming service. Uh, which is a shame. That sucks. Yeah, which is a shame. Yep. Um, the OP. Um, the OP is 07734, <laughs> which is just hello backwards on a calculator. Yeah. Which is cool. Uh, Who's singing uh, it though? Singing is a very loose term. That's high. Um, <laughs> it's Hiroshi Kamiya, the voice actor for Koyomi. Um, he's not really singing so much as he is just saying random, like I don't know, like sayings, like Japanese sayings. No, there are actual lyrics. Time. It just it's reversed. It has the refer- reverse effect. So it's that's shivers. true. It but is if you play the song back. It does make sense in terms of lyrics, which is which cool. I. I which um, they they do this on the the Blu-ray uh, as well. I don't know if they did it in the well. Obviously, there were no subtitles in the original Japanese broadcast. But on the Blu-ray versions, something that they do that's really cool in the OP is they actually have the subtitles on screen, but they're mirrored. Yeah. <laughs> so you can't actually read them. It's pretty sick. Um, nice also, little like meta stuff. With, I love it when they do meta stuff with the subtitles. Just a, yeah, it's. Just cool shit. Like, I remember back in back in the old days with the fan the subtitles, you'd have some crazy shit of like the character panning around the character, and the subtitles will pan around as well. It's like, what the yeah. fuck are you doing? I I also like they would have like if a character like it was a female character that was showing a lot of cleavage, like and it was near the bottom of the screen, they'd have the subtitles on either side of the boobs. <laughs> that was Men always culture, great. I suppose. Um. Also, this was uh, the the OP was composed by our old friend uh, Satoru Kosaki. Yeah, which like that was a re- like I I will say like this OP is definitely not not one of my favorites. Uh, not by a long it's shot. Def- it's unique though. It's very it's unique. very unique. I do love the visuals. The song itself is not something I probably listen to on the site, but I really enjoy the the beat and the actual 
music in this op like not the vo the vocals necessarily but the how the beat is is constantly rising in intensity and it's like th there's something very uh dreamlike about it which i, really I like how so it uses a lot of the um that ed visual style that we've kind of become yeah. used to with monogatari but it's actually animated whereas like in a lot of the eds it's just the 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 silhouettes of the characters in this particular style like just kind of rigging hanging yeah. out maybe doing some basic animations but there's like actual <laughs> complex animations being done with the these yeah. this style in this op and it's really it's... cool to see it's a really cool op visually not one of my mm. favorites uh but also a lot of really cool references of, in it like how you see we'll get to it later but we like with shinobu and the castle one there's a lot of cool visual shit going on but uh, yeah mm -hmm. um the ed is azure by trisail and i really don't have too much to say about it it's just it's there i like this song a lot i like the I song the ed i could take really nice the ed yeah. i could take or leave the song i think is something that i would definitely listen to just by itself though yeah, it's like Monogatari never had the greatest EDs. Some of them were really good, but like, but the really, really solid, like good ones are not, that's not the majority of these. Most of them are just like fine. They're just good. I think you know? for, for Monogatari in general, a lot of the EDs are songs I would def are, are they're, they're really good songs. Yeah. And it's just as an ED, I could kind of take it or leave it. Well, some of the, like most of it, I think they're like there are like two or three that are like legit fantastic. Like the Bake ED, I think is awesome. Mm, yes. I love the it. Original, yeah, uh, the original, yeah, the original Bake ED is great. Terrific, but yeah, but most of them are just fine. And this one falls in the camp of it's fine, but I really dig the song. Yeah, I agree. All right, let's get into it, man. Episode one. Yeah, episode <sighs> one. And it kind of starts off right where, um, or right after Awari ended. Um, uh, Koyomi is in between high school and college. He's got his few days off uh, between that, and he's just kind of reflecting on uh, like this in between where he doesn't really have a title. He's not a college student. He's not a high school student. He's just him. he's just a Koyomi Aragi. Yeah, yeah. And he's kind of is... reflecting on like losing one title and gaining another. Which is a cool, like, it's, it's that's a cool perspective because, you know, like, I get how it feels when you're, like, in between periods of your life and you're kind of, like, reflecting on it and, like, you're about to start a new chapter of your life. Like, I, I, I think it's a really you. cool monologue. Huh? I don't know how it was for you, but for me personally, like, when I um, graduated high school, I didn't go mm -hmm. straight into college. Like, there, there's some people who, like, will, like, sign up for college and go right into that summer semester right after they graduate high school. Um, right. I didn't. I took that summer off. I didn't do like a gap year like some people do. I did like a gap two and a half months. <laughs> um, mm. But there was that. I, I kind of I understand what Aradagi is talking about, and that like I kind of felt the same way in that two and a half months where it's like I'm not a high school student anymore, I'm not a college student yet. What am I? <laughs> <laughs> What's gonna happen to me? What's how is my adolescence gonna look like? Because this is his first like steps into adolescence. This whole like chapter of his life, you know. Mm -hmm. it's cool but yeah I, I i really like this opening monologue i like the visual of like when he talks about how this story is like a bonus level in a video game yeah uh where, where but but how it's scrolling past all the light novel covers of the i love series. that visual by the way where it's it's panning down like the uh the bookshelf in the library and it's just as it's going along and he's talking about all the like adventures he's had yeah it highlights a different uh light novel cover it's there are a lot of moments in zoku because it's like the final 
piece of like Monogatari, at least so far. This is the end of the show. There are a lot of moments where it's like very self-aware, very, very uh, in how it reflects back on the entire series, which mm-hmm. I really dig. Like near the end of this of the 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 arc, I guess there's like this like very very short sequence where you go past every single like tile from the anime of each arc, and it's like fuck, man, like it's it just it's 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 a good type of fan service because at it the is. end of the journey and it's like oh shit like look how far we've come you know i feel like that that little monologue that he's given while he's doing that is kind of like a little bit of a tip of the hat to the fans of monogatari at least that's how it feels i can see that yeah um and we all we also he had says he's not getting woken up by his sisters anymore which he says is a mixed blessing Every fucking arc, almost every arc, is, is like had a moment or two of those two bitches waking up in the morning. So it's like, mm-hmm. man, that that's a that's different. It's like, hmm, yeah. it's a new phase of his life, right? And then this dude, who can't li- literally, he can't go five minutes in his life without some bullshit happening to him. Just trying to get dressed, go about his day, and all of a sudden the mirror is like, no, you're not having a good day. I love that visual of him like getting sucked into the mirror. Like it's it's very well directed and animated. I, I, you know? One thing I actually liked is when he he realizes that the, his mirror reflection isn't moving as he goes. Oh, that's so fucking cool! And it reminded me of uh, there's an old Three Stooges routine that does the exact same thing. <laughs> <laughs> I I actually wondered the first time I watched this. Is this supposed to be like a reference to that Three Stooges skit? And then I actually went back and rewatched the Three Stooges skit, and it's like it's a little too different to be a reference. Oh, I see. Oh, well. But it's the same kind of thing where one of the Stooges is like trying to make the reflection like do stuff that it wouldn't normally do. <laughs> Does that scene slight tangent? Does that scene in Duck Soup? And Mark's oh movie? yes, I know. Yeah, exactly it's what you're fantastic. Where they're like mirroring each other, it's like oh, it's so fucking funny. If if someone's listening hasn't watched the Mark Sparrow's movie Duck Soup, please go watch it. It's the most stupid shit you'll ever see. It's fantastic. Some of those old sketch comedy movies were great. They're timeless, man. Mm. Um, anyway, yeah. Anyway, so um, the, also, also the, the mirror. when he gets sucked in the mirror, that trippy ass animation. Thanks, Aki Gishimbo. <laughs> yeah, looks great. I feel like I, I saw that, that that little sequence. It's got to be all him, right? That's got to be all him. I don't know. I don't even know. Like most of this, like his fingerprints are like everywhere. You know, mm. it's hard to tell sometimes. I, it it definitely feels like something that he did himself, though. Like it's got that right. trippiness to it that everything Aki Aki Shimbo touches has. Right. Um, definitely. But once he gets sucked into the mirror, and we have that little trippy sequence, um, things are a little different. Just, just a little bit. I like how so so Karen Bard like he, he sees Karen and the way she speaks at first, like what the fuck? She's actually like, kind of nice. Very trippy. Yeah, it's weird. Like it's so so also Karen is short, which is like that's kind of fucking weird. Okay. And then she speaks in this like reverse type of manner, which is very strange. It's got like a it's weird like, filter over top of her lyric or over top of her voice, yeah. 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 So uh, she's very short and aggressive, which is very strange. Um Yeah, well, something to note is that like actual 
Karen is the exact same height as as Koyomi. Uh, She's even shorter than him. Actually. Oh, in in real life, in real life, in like, real life, yeah, real life. Uh, yeah, the real the real Karen is exactly the same height as him, and she's like super tall for her height. Like she's super tall and built. Like, with the fucking she... ponytail that makes her look even taller than him. Sometimes. Yes, yes, yes. Um, so that's kind of what really stands out about this. She's also somewhat nice to Koyomi, despite her like usual garish attitude, which is a little yeah. different. Um, she also is just naked in front of him, and there's no problems. It's fine. I'm sure you had a wonderful time watching that scene, Alex. Listen, shut up. Disgusting. <laughs> uh, then Suki shows up, and yeah, she's like, and "It's like like there's something off about her." But he, the Koyomi, can't quite figure it out at first. Like with Karen, it was kind of obvious she was shorter, she was nicer. But with with Suki, it's like she just seems off, but I can't point to it. And then he realizes, "Wait, are you Kata's backwards?" <laughs> Also, during the conversation, I wrote it down because I was like, oh, I was popping off. So during the, their conversation, like when he was talking to her, it, it cut back to some shots of her poses that looked mm. exactly the same from uh, Platinum Disc. You have those like shots of her like sitting down, like, you know, uh, like waving her legs or something. Exact same shot. So like I thought yeah. it was a really cool touch. That was a really nice little reference back to Platinum Disco. You're right. Um, and then... And then Ugh. the creepiest thing in the world happens. We get to see Ononoki smile. Dude, that, like, that I was I, I knew that was coming. I've seen that fucking screenshot everywhere. And still that was like fucking weird. She's like overly animated with her expressions, you know? She's super expressive. Like fucking weird. Also, so she's creepy. wearing an outfit that's kind of similar to Kagenui. Mm-hmm. Kind of, yeah. It, it is It is a little bit more It's not similar, a regular yeah. dress. It's like pants no. and shirt. Um, I was going to... Oh, I, some, something I was wanting to say. Uh, a big part of the reason why I grew to like the character of Mononoke is because of her performance in Zoku. Um, She's I so good, yeah. I wasn't a huge like fan of the character until, until Zoku. And then I realized the person voicing her is actually really good because not only can she pull off like super deadpan, like Ononoki is usually she can do like the over-exaggerated emotions as well. And that's actually like kudos to her. Sorry, Ayami, man. She's fantastic. I'm telling you. Yeah. You're, you're not Yukino, wrong. Ononoki, your. Uh, just absolute props to her. Like she's, a beast I, she deserves yeah. way more credit than i think she gets in the like, anime like sphere um and also we get ononoki breaking the fourth wall twice in a row that was great <laughs> i was like i was like drinking i was i just almost spit my drink when she's like she's like they were talking about tadatsuru and she's like mm, that's kind of weird and the last season he was walking on earth right it's like what are, what are you doing what are you talking about uh, and then she just then, re- she references like like by name references his Hanumanagatari. Yeah, it's like it's like what the fuck? Like I, I love that sequence because it's already it's like what the f- this is the type of shit I love from Hanumanagatari. It's like oh, casually breaking the fourth wall, you know? Mm. Yeah, I love it when they do the casual fourth wall breaks just for no reason. This is just fine. It's fine. So uh, basically, like Aragi is losing his mind. It's like what the fuck is going on? Why everyone's weird? And then he goes outside the house and is like calling for Shinobu. And she like how he's just up. yelling at his shadow on the ground. Shinobu! Shinobu! Literally, the, commun- the, the that part from Community where it's like, look at his shadow! Look at 
his shadow. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and then he's like, Shinobu is, is nowhere to be found. I like, he, he goes, he, he, like, analyzes it very logically. It's like, well, it's the middle of the day. Vampires don't like the day. She's probably not going to come out. She may be asleep. Who knows? Um, like, he's rationalizing why he's not talking very to quickly. Shinobu in his mind. Um, yeah. And, the, and so he has that brilliant thing. Well, hold on. Mayoi is a god. Hatsukuji is a god now. Maybe I should go seek out her and see if she knows what's going on. Again, logical. Yeah. Guess what he finds, Natai? Best girl, that's what he finds. Best Hachikuchi. <laughs> Best Hachikuchi. He finds uh, old Hachikuchi. Old, older Hachikuchi. She's, what, 21? Oh, man. The things she, she did to him, fuck me. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I got you wrote down here how the tables have turned. She literally starts like harassing him the same way he harassed her. It's literally their bit but reversed. It's actually just fucking like fucking around with him and like just throwing him around in the air. Mm-hmm. One it's like, ah, stop it. <laughs> I love incredible. watching that. And of course, again, we get to see literally the best girl, uh, 21 year old Hachikuji again. It's great. I love that design so much. Like we saw that design in uh, um, Shinobu, uh, no, uh, Mayo Jiangshi back in second yes. season. But her, this design where it's like with the regular dress and whatnot, it's like mm. so cute, man. Mm. Mm. Um, where am I at? Yeah, I forgot where I'm at on the fucking dog. Um, so basically, he talks to Achikuja, like, hey, this is where the shit is happening. Like, what the fuck is going on? And they come to the conclusion that. Uh, Aragi is in a mirror world, and that uh, they come to the conclusion this is a, a type of mirror world because, like, things are mirrored or reflected or whatnot to some extent. It Which seems. we, as the audience, have been seeing because all the street signs are also mirrored as well. Yeah, that's true. And also, Aragi notices because it can't read anything. And yeah. uh, and they like they try to figure out what the fuck is going on, and they realize a few things. One of them is up until this point. Aragi's world and this mirror world shared the same history, it seems, because everyone's mm-hmm. reacting to him almost the same as like the day before, you know? Mm-hmm. And yeah. like when they try to figure out why Shinobi isn't waking up, is because Hachikuji like figures out that vampires don't show up in mirrors, so maybe they don't exist in this mirror world. Oh, again, logical. I mean, as logical so as vampire can be. <laughs> I, I suppose. Um, and then they try and figure out basically, again, what the fuck is going on? How can Aragi come back to the world? He wonders if Shinobu is back in full kiss shot form now that he's not like he has he's severed from her again, and and um, it's like kind of worried, it's like trying to figure out okay, how are we gonna come back to the world? And then this fucking anime, I just can't believe it. They're like. They're like, oh, you passed through a mirror. Maybe, like, and you saw your reflection beforehand. Maybe you need to go to somewhere else that has something to do with reflections. And they called back the fucking Koyomi Monogatari episode. I was like, no, you can't do this. You can't do this. (laughs) Yeah, and they did. They absolutely did. So this, and this is another thing that just kind of makes Koyomi Monogatari, as much as we may hate to say it, required viewing. Because you're not going to understand this if you haven't watched Koyomi. Yeah, because I covered you the episode with the bath in Convo's house. Convo's house, yeah. 
yeah, that her father saw his like future wife in it or whatever, like that whole fucking bullshit. And it's like, oh, let's go to her house and we can maybe maybe that'll bring me home. And that's like the first episode, pretty much. That's yeah, that's that's pretty much what how the first episode ends. So we get to the second episode with uh Koyomi going to Kamburu's house and immediately the rainy devil attacks him. The rainy devil's I, back. I love that fucking sequence. It looks so good. Like the animation is smooth you know very buttery smooth smooth, yeah um and like that that like raincoat thing from the first scene it's so evocative i don't know why i find it like so unsettling there's something about that design is so very unsettling when you see it because you can't you can't see her face in it yeah you can't see the big ass arm and you're like you know it's Kanburu there, but that was the cool thing in back in Bake that like the first time you actually see her face when mm-hmm. she's the Rainy Devil, it's just her. You know, she doesn't yeah. turn to something else. It's just Kanburu's face, but it's all covered in shadows. Yeah. Um I love that visual. And also uh Koyomi does notice that when the Rainy Devil attacks, the monkey arm is not reversed. It's still on the same arm that it was back in the uh the, his real world, shall we say? Hmm. Uh, I know you're starting. We're piecing some stuff together here, Natai. We're piecing. We're we're detectives. Call me Cole Phelps. In the words in the words of Kronk. It's all coming together. It's all coming together. Um, and who should save him but Black Hanikawa? <laughs> God damn, she's so hot. <laughs> uh yeah we get to see black hanakawa in all her glory um i also like how koyomi comes to the uh like revelation that she's not uh reversed either yeah <laughs> and that so apparently and of course we've never been showed this but apparently hanakawa's boobs are two different sizes so fucking stupid that was the stupidest shit. Which I'd like to point out is is something that's actually like a real thing. Most women's boobs are not two identical sizes. One is usually just a tad bit smaller than the other. Uh, but I like how I was like, it, oh, it's like it's it's very subtle. But I noticed. <laughs> it's so fucking so. It's like oh, like the boobs are reversed. Something's up. It's like a fucking Aragi. Mm. God damn it! Only I love only that. Only would notice something like that though. I love when she saves him, like because the energy drain is like drained, duh. And it's cuts to this almost like Resident Evil esque type of screen where it's like his health is very low and he's all is about to die. It's such a cool yeah. touch. That's a nice little touch too. Yeah. Um... <laughs> I, and I also just, like Black Hanakawa was still Black Hanakawa, right? Like she's still talking in the nya cadence. Yeah. And she's also just as cheeky as she is in the real world. Like she's like, I can tell you, but I'm not going to. Um, also when Naragi's like talking to her, trying to figure out what's going on, she's like, and he's like, Is there some real world? What do you know? It's like, I'm not gonna tell you. Um <laughs> it's a secret. Like, I'm, I'm not telling you. It's a secret, yeah. right? Which is also like not really reversed from how we know Black Hanakawa is in, in his own. Yeah, world. she's kind of the same. Um, so again, another, another little subtle hint, subtle hint, subtle hint. Um, and after, after this like encounter, Aranagi's like, well, let me go do some research at the library. And of course, not paying attention to anything around him. He doesn't realize until he gets there, all the text in the books is reversed. Now I thought just thinking about this logically, I thought, why not just take the book into the bathroom and hold it up to the mirror to read it? (laughs) 
God, that's not comfortable. You know that. I'm not saying it would be comfortable. I'm saying you could read it like that, though. You can't take so many books from the library like that. I'm just saying, where there's a will, there's a way. If you really needed to read a book that bad that was had you know mirrored text, you just hold it up to a mirror and read it. Anyway, anyway. Arik goes back home. <laughs> and guess who he finds there? <laughs> math. Oh, fucking fucking literal short hair. <laughs> literal math. Short haired math this time. Again, another Nisio Eason haircut, by the way. <laughs> I like this design a lot. I'm not gonna lie. I like the design of uh, Sobachi. So the only the only Nisio Eason haircut design you didn't like was um Nautico's. The fucking that forehead, man, it looks so bad like that. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, not sorry. But yeah, he meets Sobachi. <laughs> who for the past 10 years apparently was staying with the Aragis, and she seems very happy. Unlike her real self. <laughs> yeah, right? Also, apparently she has like higher scores in math in this mirror world, as opposed to in the real world where she lost to Aragi in that battle. Which is a big part of the reason why she was so pissy. <laughs> um... Uh... Oh, I, I do want to talk about. It. So they have like this this discussion, right? Um, Koyomi and and Sodachi. They talk about how um, like Sodachi is is super super happy that she's actually part of a family, right? But yeah. deep down, she doesn't feel like it's real. She feels like it's a lie. Which again, we know her backstory from Owari, and it's like, what is going on here? What are we seeing actually in this world? Why is Sodachi so different? When I when I first watched this. I really thought because that that whole like sequence of that the discussion that they have just made me think, oh god, he's gonna seek out Kaiki. <laughs> really? How come? Because they brought up how like cause, well because they brought up how uh, you know it feels like a lie, but it also and then like so did she says something similar to I don't know what the exact line was, but it says something like it, it's a lie, but I don't have a problem with it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And I thought, oh, this seems like Kaiki's wheelhouse right here. <laughs> Because he's the one that's always going on about how fakes are better than the real thing. Holy shit, I now think it clicked with me why we don't see Kaiki in this arc by the end of it. Now it's like, we'll get to it, but now it's like, it, it makes sense now Kaiki isn't in this arc, actually. Yeah. Holy shit. It actually Never makes sense we'll as to, to why it. some of the other specialists aren't in the arc either. That's right. We'll get to it. Um, uh. So back at the shrine, Hachikuji, Aragi shows up again to try and see what the fuck uh, he can do about it, like, this situation. And we see Hachikuji, but we also see Nadako, or rather, literally Kuchinawa. Nadako yes. is, again, with the white hair and whatnot. Shasha! And <laughs> Shasha! Listen! Oh, my God! Kanana's all fucking knocked out of the park in this fucking section. I love uh, yes, her dialogue. she did. Like, She's I... so good. We 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 heap a lot of praise on the Kanahanazawa on this podcast. I think with 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 you know rightfully due so. course, rightfully so. Yes, because like the woman is like the queen of of, of like voice acting. Like she really is, and like this just proves it. The range, she can do sad. Dude, she can do sad. She can do happy. She could do just everything, and it's so good. Like, this is like you wrote it down here, and I agree. Ten out of ten performance. Yeah, I. I love that her performance in this arc. It's like awesome. <laughs> and also, we got like you said, Kuchikawa, Kuchi, Kuchi Nawa. I always want to call him Kuchi Kuchikawa. I don't know why. Kuchi Nawa. <laughs> Kadokawa. 
Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> Kuchinawa uh, also being kind of snarky and and, and, and cheeky. Um, I like the scene where they start drinking, though. That was funny. And, and Hachikuji is just absolutely like hammered. She's like, you know, drinking so much. Or fucking sake, I guess. I don't know what the fuck she was drinking. And I like how uh, Kuyomi's like, this was all offerings, right? And he's like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So basically, Kuchinawa talks about how she's the previous god of this shrine. And like, when talking, she talked, when they keep talking and bring her up to speed, she talks about how she kind of wonders about how mirrors. Not only ref- the show reflected image, but a truth to some extent. Mm. It's it's not Which about just some like, deep shit. She was smoking that good shit, but bro, I, that's <laughs> anyway. And it, it, I, I kind of like that sort of like observation she had. It's not about like you know reverse being like from left to right, right to left, but it's a mm. different side of something you're looking at. There's no right side; both exist and both are correct. She uh, really says we are reflections, not illusions, which is like. Which kind of which tracks with a lot of what we've been seeing with some of the other people that, that Koyomi has met so far. They're not necessarily reversed. You're seeing other sides of them. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's like, like he has you're this seeing, like... You're seeing like Karen's insecurity it reflected in her like reduced height. Uh, you're yeah. seeing, you're seeing, well, Black Hanakawa is literally just the opposite of how Hanakawa herself acts in public. Uh, I, I, I love that moment where you're like, literally has a eureka one where it's like it it cuts to him being the fucking like tub he's like eureka (laughs) i forget who that was that that actually it was it wasn't pythagoras was it there's someone that actually happened to they're they're in the tub and they figured out something that that's where the term eureka moment comes from i'm I'm pulling it up keep going um yeah i i love it too it's a it's a great little thing where uh, uh, aragi like realizes it um, yeah, then he literally realizes that this is not necessarily a mirrored world. It's just we he sees he's seeing different sides of all the people that are in here, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's why Suki is the same because she only has one side to her, which is the apparition side. Which this like realization that he has is kind of how the episode ends and episode three begins. Archimedes, like, I don't know. How Archimedes, you yes. It. Archimedes, yeah. Um, it had to do with something about. Uh, discovering how density works like he, he realized is it with water in, because yeah he because realized it when into... he st- he got into a tub and he watched the water level rise are you, are you actually going to go try this this out in the tub right now yes <laughs> mm. yeah i think he was trying to figure out something about how to measure density and he saw himself get into um a, a tub full of water and he saw the water rise when he got in and he's like I can just measure how much water is displaced to figure out how to measure density. And that was like his Eureka moment. And like, according to legend, I don't know if this actually happened or not, but according to like legend, um, Archimedes like jumped up out of the tub and yelled Eureka. And that's where the phrase Eureka moment comes from. And it's are you uh, okay? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> This bathroom break brought to you by Shinobu. Here we go. Look at this right here. Oh, yeah, look, look at this vampire. Here he comes. He comes back. I had to pee real bad. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> it's okay. 
I mean, I just think that's a really cool reference where we have the actual Eureka moment. Like I said, I don't know if that I've never known if that like moment with Archimedes is is real or if it's just some kind of like myth, like uh, the apple with Newton. So episode three. So episode three happens, yeah, and like this, it it starts with Koyomi kind of going over like his Eureka moment about how he's realizing what the nature of the world is. It's not really just showing reflections. It's showing like opposite sides of people or their other sides. So we see Hachikuji as a 21 year old who is uh, harassing Aradagi instead of the other way around. We got Because there's a side of her that is actually like 21 years old because she grew as time moved on, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, Cotton feels, uh, well, she looks shorter because like she has insecurities about herself. And so she kind of manifests that as, as looking shorter and weaker than she actually is. Uh, Nariko has Kuchinawa still uh, as, as a part of her because of her, let, let's just call it insanity. Um, yeah. Um, I, I guess really it's uh, her obsession well, with Adadani, um, I guess. It's also, I think they even sort of literally say like multiple personality disorders that, you know. Well, they also say the same thing with Black Hanakawa as well. Like, because we see her come back, well, Hanakawa come back as a lowly leader in this. Yeah, they they touch on it later when it's like Hanakawa's different sides and they all manifest slowly, you know, in this world. Mm -hmm. Uh, and um, then Kamaru still like, has the, well, Kamaru still has those negative emotions inside her. That's why she's the rainy devil. Mononoke has been emotional this whole time. She just hasn't had a mechanism with which to show it. And then he's like pondering about Sodachi. It's like, oh, she's happy here because that's what she always yearned for, like a happy family life, you know? Because she never had it. Yeah. Really cool um, realization of like sort of like gives a new perspective on this world that we're yeah. exploring. And then uh, Hachikuji kind of wonders out loud what happened to this world's Araragi. And then Araragi, wait, wait a minute, where's Ogi? I haven't met Ogi yet. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like, God and, damn, I just finished dealing with this bitch. And in the other world, like, Ogi was kind of his other side, his doubts and insecurities and regrets about himself. Yeah. So he's kind of thinking, well, maybe Ogi just manifests in this world as me. I wonder. Hmm. Uh, I also like that after all this happens, uh, Koyomi goes back home, takes a shower, and he goes back to his room, and he finds so does she sleeps in the same room with him. Did you see that? Like on the wall next to her bed, there are like all these math equations that she wrote on the on the wall. Mm-hmm. That's so yeah. cute. Um, also, so did she's she needy. is. Um, yeah, Ooh. she's a little clingy she's a lot. and needy. She's a lot. Mm. Don't get me yeah. wrong, it's cute. But it's a lot. It's it's a little bit much. <laughs> <laughs> and then they have as, as they're kind of falling asleep in this little bunk bed. They have another like this is a kind of a, a, a kind of discussion you'd have when you're high. I think about the nature of mirrors and what they actually do. Tell us about that, Natai. Since good shit, bro. <laughs> No, I like how she says, like, you only really see a percentage of the original image that a mirror is reflecting because obviously the mirror ref- uh, absorbs some of the light that it reflects. So you're not seeing 100% of what's being shown to you. Um, so it's almost like a blurry reflection of who we really are. 
that you're yeah. you're seeing in the mirror, which is true. Uh, mirrors do they do reflect a, a large percentage of the light that they receive, but they also absorb some of it too. So you're not seeing things I did not know exactly that. as they are. Yeah, this, I did not know that till watching this. Do you do you cool. know do you know why in the original Vampire Legends, uh, vampires didn't appear in mirrors? Why? Because mirrors used to be made with silver. Oh, interesting. Yeah, That's you used cool. to in order to make like the super reflective surfaces, they used to have to use silver to make it, and that's why vampires wouldn't appear in them because they had a coating of silver all over them. Oh, I don't know that. The more you know. Hmm. Uh, fun fact. <laughs> um, I, and then as they fall asleep, and I guess I don't know how long they're supposed to be asleep for, but it's the middle of the night, and Onanogi comes into the room, is like, Psst. Wake up, bitch. <laughs> Wake the fuck up, Samurai. We got a city <laughs> to I, burn. And I like how you, you immediately know she's like to the normal Ononoki because she refers to uh, Koyomi as uh, Onionichan. Uh, Onionichan. Yeah, Onionichan. I love that. And again, with the fucking posed look, she's back to normal, I guess. Thank God, because I couldn't take too much more of the smiling Ononoki. <laughs> And she tells her that she can take him to Shinobu, which is like, oh, so Shinobu is here. Hmm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> then she's like, uh, Koyomi's like, how do you, how, why, why are you like this? Well, I noticed you were like reacting very weird to me. So I updated my persona. And she's like, oh, I also noticed you didn't take my pants off. Thanks. I'm like, Why? Why? I mean, I would. Just saying. And then she talks about how she can't really act just... up, like <laughs> change her personality that much. Otherwise, like, like she she's afraid that stuff, uh, it will disrupt like the reality around her. Like how if the darkness shows up when like things are out of order or something like that. Yeah, she, and... she actually mentions it. Like she's like afraid that if she if she makes it too obvious that she's different, the darkness is just going to come snatch her up. And then she's like, oh, you promised to take me to the beach. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? God damn it. Because <laughs> um, he wanted to see her in, in a bikini, of course. Ugh. And then they, they arrive at Kiss Shot. I mean, Shinobu's like, home, the cram school, only the cram school is a Disney castle, I guess. Yeah, a Disney-esque, like, Western-style castle for some reason. I know, right? In the middle of Japan. And there they find I, so actual I had, Kiss Shot. I, We'll get to it in a minute, but I have I have questions. It almost seems like a plot hole, but I'm willing to hand wave it. But we'll get to it here in a second, because that's how that's how episode three ends, and we get into episode four. Shinobu is a literal Disney princess. Um, she's a human in this world. She, she's human, which which begs the question: um, Shinobu, aka the original princess Asarola, uh, was born several hundred years beforehand. How is she still alive if she's still a human and if she was never a vampire? It's not a plot hole. Because it's because this is just a side of her that was always there. Okay, okay. There was always then a side of her character that was a human. Okay. Then why was she in why was she in Japan if she was human and she never became a vampire? But later in this arc, we figure out the lifespan of this world so to speak mm. so it's not a plot hole it's not really but you have to you have to admit when you first like or this is all first laid out to you you have questions 
you have questions sure i had a lot of questions um but yeah, I also like that she's like, I can't, I can't let you see me. I'm, I'm so beautiful. You'll kill yourself. God, she's so fucking hot, man. Holy shit! You don't even get to see her. You see like her lips and her legs, and that's it. Mm, you see, you see. That's all you else, need, man. isn't it, Natai? That's all you. That's all fucking I need. need. With Kisha, that's all I need, man. That uh, voice, oh my heart. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, she's a princess, and I kind of like how. Like she's so beautiful and so powerful just by her presence that the longer Koyomi is talking to her, the more it's like, man, I want to kill myself for her. I want to want to sacrifice myself. It's like, what the fuck am I saying? I don't want to die. I mean, it's like I, her you, presence you is too see overpowering that, for him. You kind of see that the second that she starts talking because uh, Koyomi like like approaches like a few steps and then in, very instinctively and almost against his will just kneels down. Yeah. Um, I don't know. He's like, what the fuck are you doing? what the fuck kid and um so what kisra basically tells him uh that dude because Auragi is so different in this world compared to the supposed Auragi that's supposed to exist in this world he's disrupting the world around him mm. like we said with oronoki being like quote unquote back to normal and mm. she tells him like you're on the right path but you should seek help like aka you can't confront the rainy devil by yourself which is the opposite that uh, Meme would say. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like uh, Shinobu is the anti-Meme. I mean, to some extent, I guess she is. I, I think Gaian is more of a anti, like, anti-Meme, you know? Yeah. Well, we'll, anyway. get, we'll, we'll get to Gaian in a second. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so she tells him... So Aragi, like, goes and, like, he realizes that Arnoki is the one who's going to help him. So he asks her for help with distracting Kanburu while he tries to go to the bath in the Kanburu household. Mm-hmm. And that's... Uh, a, that's a a still the same episode. We're not done. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm completely lost where I am. I, I have not been... There we go. Thank you. Thank you for highlighting it for me. Um, that's what I do. That's that's why you're here. You, you are. You There's are so much literally... to talk about this fucking arc. I know. I, I went know. Overboard. I, there's yeah. There, it's 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 a lot. Um, if you guys could see the doc that we have right here, it's it, it's a lot. Uh, there's so many. Uh, I took so many notes. <laughs> you were literally Jamie. <laughs> I know, right? I'm pulling it up. Um. No, but the more we we, we kind of cut to um the next morning, the morning after um. And so did she is like super disappointed. She's kind of like down in the dumps, depressed, uh, because she's being treated differently than, than she usually is, which which tells me that in this world uh that's been created, um Aranagi is fucking her. I don't know. She's literally like, Oh, I'm gonna strip in front of you. It's like, please don't do that. And she's like, Oh, <laughs> like, uh, uh, yikes. also worth mentioning at this point, we have we have seen or heard nothing about Hitagi. Yeah, like even Aragi doesn't mention Itagi for a second. It's like yeah. I was like bugged all the way through. It's like why is he looking for Itagi? Why is he mentioning her? Hmm. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and then <laughs> that stupid scene where Suki he tries to wash Koyomi's face. Why is that scene like almost like horror? Like, did you did you notice like how it's like very intense, very like 
eerie. I noticed that it's got a lot of the quick cuts that you see in like horror death scenes in it. <laughs> it was very strange, but basically, like they're just fucking about, and while she's like washing his hair, like with and his face with soap and wrestling with him, he like notices the reflection of the sink. There's like a face like smiling back to him, like this very creepy smile. It's like mm-hmm. what the fuck? And then he goes with the Ornoki and they're like on their way to Kanbro's house. Yeah. Uh I also like the whole thing with the Copernican Revolution bullshit. <laughs> what was that shit with the Copernican Revolution? I was like, what do you want, man? I don't know, man. It's fucking Nisio Ace is like, oh, I just read about this thing. Let me just shove it in my text for a second. Oh man, that that was that was crazy. Um, but yeah, I mean, they're kind of talking about how if he doesn't, something that he could do instead of trying to like get back to the world that he knows is just try to live in this world, right? Like try and just like live it out, you know. I like how Onokiri is sort of like uh, says the equivalent of it is like a transfer student who's coming to a new school, mm, but yes. doesn't want to be a part of the new place, and it's like not trying to lose their old like dialect from their home country mm. or whatever. It's Which like is a good way to put it. It's a really good way to put it. And it's like maybe if we try to actually be part of this world, maybe things will like you know sort themselves out. But it's like I can't. There's so much shit that that I need to take care of back home. I can't yeah. fit in. Yeah. Um. So that's like a small discussion they have on the way to Kanbaru. And, uh, and then they get to Kanbaru and Anarchy distracts her. There's like a, a bunch of like cool anime shit happens. And Anarchy, Aragi, Aragi, Aragi enters the bath and uh, someone shows up. Yeah, he's, he's taking the bath. And of course, he's trying to do the same thing that was done in Koyama Monogatari. Just stare into the water because it's supposed to, you know, show you like your deepest desires or whatever. Uh and he's like, I'm not seeing anything. I'm not seeing anything. Fuck. And then all of a sudden, just behind him, he's turning around and it's, oh, it, it, it's Toy, the person who's been dead for like t- t- 15 years. It's fine. I lost my shit. Because at the end of Oari, season two, you have that very quick shot of Guy and Toy on the train. And I'm like, why do they show her? What the fuck? It's because she shows up in this part of her. Oh my God. She was on the way. She was on the way on the train. Um, I popped off. Oh, in more ways than one, I'm sure. She's let's be honest, she kind of hot. She kind of hot. I mean, <laughs> for for an older woman, she hot. I mean, there's a reason they're called milfs, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like how episode five literally just starts with with Toei just casually being naked in the bath with with Koyomi. That's it. This episode, I wrote it down because it's a lot. The last two episodes are so much shit. Like they're so dense. It's like, oh my god. It's oh yeah, the lot. last. The, yeah, you're right. The last two episodes of of this arc, which is we're in arc. five and six, we're we're nearing the end here. Uh, it it packs. It's dense. It packs a lot of of dialogue and story into two whole episodes. It's a lot. <laughs> now, granted, the final episode is like nearly thirty five minutes long, but yeah. It's crazy what they did. Like I, it's crazy to me that they broadcasted it as a movie because I love Monogatari, but as we saw with Hana Monogatari, sometimes it's very hard to watch a lot of Monogatari at once, uh, like that at once. Yeah, it's very draining. It is. Know? Um, I mean, I, 
and I'm watching it, well, and you are too, as someone who's reading subtitles as we're watching it, um, I can only imagine how to do it without subtitles. Like, you gotta just be on it. Man. Um, yeah, like you say, this episode is a lot. We got Toei and her hot MILF body in the bath with Aradagi. I kind of like her like catchphrase, where she talks about how knowing and not knowing doesn't matter. Mm. According to which her. Was brought up, because... Which was brought up in a war in Monogatari too. Yeah, and it's like it's a it's a stark contrast to to Izuku guy and her younger sister who knows everything, and Hanikawa is like, I don't know anything, I just know what I know. It's like it's a, it's another way to sort of like go about this phrasing, and I just I love it. It's yeah, really cool. um, it also kind of shows that just like um, Izuko, uh, she is a genius, just in a very different way. Yeah, like he comments how he gets this, he gets the sense. Like the moment, like Toei saw him, she already like figured out the entire situation, what's going on with him, and like this is most of the conversation. Her just kind of toying with him in some extent, and like fucking dominating him with her intellect or whatnot. She can dominate me any day and time. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Uh, anyway, I, I give myself uh, up for mommy. Yes, uh, she got those mommy milkers too. Whew. Uh, anyway, um, <laughs> um, <laughs> I can't. So she claims that, um, unlike Hanako and Izuku's <laughs> perspective, she's like, I know you're losing it. Stop thinking about it. Stop thinking. Don't worry. She's I'm hot, not looking know. up the porn. I'm, I'm not. I'm, I promise. God fucking damn it. I don't. Oh, come on. Fucking My hands are right here. here. But where's your dick at? I can't pull that out on. on <laughs> so she she even says about like, with more contrast to her perspective to in contrast to uh, Hanukkah and Gaian's perspective, they're like uh, she talks about them saying they are missing the facts that there are plenty of things you know that are wrong. That's why understanding is important. Uh, which understanding is a very big thing about this arc, as we saw, because we're trying to understand more sides of all these characters we presumably knew so much about you know it's it, it's basically in a very roundabout way her saying that understanding is more important than knowing oh. knowing facts knowing facts is all well and good but understanding how you like interpret those facts is even better and then she's like oh by the way this bath is just a regular bath there's no magical properties to it just yeah, it's fine. It's fine. But hey, at least he got to be toy, so that's cool. And 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 she washes back. She he got yeah. a milf to wash his back. Yeah, very much is like so. Uh, you wanna you wanna come on the shower and uh, like I'll wash your back. And I'm like, yeah. Mm. Mm. It's a good thing he had that like towel over his crotch because. Oh. <laughs> Anyway, uh, I like how this conversation also circles back to Hanamanagatri because she talks about. There's a lot of Hanamanagatri references in this conversation. Yeah, definitely. Because she like talks about how apparently for generations specialized in creating monsters. And that goes back to her giving Kamburu the rainy devil part. Mm -hmm. And she talks about the rainy devil is also a different side of herself, you know. it's cool, like, in the lead-up to her, like, washing his back, and she also talks about, it's how you look at your own back, 
you know, she brings that up. It's like sort of like, you know, trying to connect that part of the conversation. I, I thought it was neat. Um, Which is also connected to mirrors because you can use a mirror to look at your own back. Yeah. So, and, and she's like, literally, the rainy devil was her own mirror. She's like, that's how she sees it. Um, because it's just this curse that was like brought down by the generations. And I, it, um, it's always like, man, that Kambru, she's going to have to face herself someday. Hanumanagatri, am I right? <laughs> Hanumanagatri. Oh, man. <laughs> and and Argan's like, oh, where's the rest of the rainy devil? Uh, stay tuned to Hanumanagatri, my dude. Yeah, stay tuned. You'll you'll see. You'll see. You'll see. Uh... <laughs> and she uh... even she even quotes the the whole monologue at the beginning of Hanumanagatri, where Kanabru talks about how her mother told her that if you can't be medicine, turn into poison, otherwise you'll just be plain water, which is literally from Hanumanagatri. She even talks about how that. Mm. So again, just beautiful like, line stuff together. Yeah. <laughs> um, mm. And and it's cool we get this new sort of context to it because Toyo says. That she even even though she taught taught Conbury this way of thinking, she feels like she directed it at herself more than her daughter, which mm-hmm. is really interesting to see how like she has these sort of like insecurities as well. Yeah. Um. But yeah. And then she she vanishes in the middle of the conversation, and like Koyomi's like, Yo, what what the fuck? And then we as the audience see uh, on Koyomi's back, she has scratched in uh like. Into his back, uh, the high school, the, the name, name of the, of the school. high school, yeah, uh, which, which is a really cool visual, kinky. God damn it, I love the quick cut to an Anoki being like, You fucking went and took a bath, and that's it, you fucking <laughs> like, moron. So disappointed. She's, she's so disappointed, <laughs> yeah. It reminds me of that, uh, that scene, and they actually kind of do the same like camera angle where you're kind of looking up at Ononoki as she's talking it reminds me of that scene in uh, Evangelion where Asuka just looks down at Shinji and goes pathetic <laughs> that's right that's right yeah <laughs> literally I love how it's like and I love how he's like visualized as like a, a small kid it's like no I promise it happened it happened and she checks his back it's like just no marks mm. and and she's like she thinks he's lying and he asks her to look in his eyes and they Cuts to the Clockwork Orange reference of him, like you know, with these eyes yes. wide open. Fucking sick. Uh, another great reference in the Monogatari series. Um, yeah, but then Onodoki's like suggesting, like, we should split up. Um, you go to the school, I'll try and get more information from Shinobu. Sounds like a plan. Uh, and then and another fourth again, wall break. Breaky, br- another br- fourth wall break. She says, There probably won't be a fight scene on the way to where you're going, but be careful. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, and then the stupidest scene this entire arc is happens. No, I think you mean God the damn. best scene. I think you mean it's the all best yours, dude. I'm done. <laughs> no, he goes back because he wants to change clothes because he's still in his, you know, I guess not really skivvies, but you know, he he wants to change his clothes before he goes out to the to the school. So he actually goes and looks for his old school uniform in the closet, and he can't find it. But what he can find is a girl's school uniform. Specifically, the one that uh, that Ogi was wearing this entire time. <laughs> Which, do you know, that's why the sleeves were too long for her, because it was sized for Koyomi. That's a cool detail, actually. I haven't thought of that. That's why the sleeves were too long, because it was a girl's uniform sized for Koyomi's arms. I haven't thought of that. Holy shit. <laughs> it's fucking anime, man. What the fuck? Wow. 
Nice um, catch. Uh, yeah, Onanoki uh, doesn't get anything from Shinobu when she goes there, so she decides to head to the shrine, and then she finds Hachikuji, uh, Kuchinawa, and now child Hanakawa, literally best Hanakawa. Uh, yeah. <laughs> fuck you. Um, drinking. Seeing like a, like a four-year-old Hanakawa drinking sake was pretty good. Yay. It's fine, guys. She's not real. Underage drinking, am I right? <laughs> Anime Club After Dark does not endorse underage drinking. Please don't no. do that. Please, please don't do that. Um, and yeah, that's where you get the whole thing about them talking about um, the multiple personalities just emerging slowly with uh, Hanakawa. Yeah, like Kuchinao literally says, oh, she's a textbook example of it. It's like, oh, they actually yeah. said it. Yeah. Um, which is multiple personality disorder isn't called multiple personality disorder anymore. Um I forget what it's called now, uh, but it has actually an actual different name. Um, but anyway, um, I like how like they're raising a toast with each other because they know that the story is almost over, even though Koyomi doesn't realize it yet. He's still on his way. He's on his bike. You know, he has no they, idea. They know, they know it's about to happen because they're like, they're not only breaking the fourth wall, they're fucking shattering it at this point. <laughs> and Anakawa sort of mentions how Aragi is finally understanding who is this partner of his. Like it was mentioned multiple times when Anakawa saves him. Like she's like, "Oh, like you need find to your find partner. your partner or something." And partner, now he's on his partner. way to find his partner apparently. And then you have yep. this fucking the, the fucking end of the episode. He approaches the school and he goes to the operation classroom back from Awari season one, and there he finds fucking Ogi in the Oshino pose. With all the the tables behind her, and she's like, and I've been waiting, and wearing Koyomi's uniform, which I mean, Hanamonogatari again, another reference, mm-hmm. you know. Yep, but I love that fucking shot of her sitting with the you know like leg cross with all the tables behind her, just like Oshino and Bake. It's like I think it would have been really cool if if she had said, "You look, you, you look like you're having fun. Did something good happen?" Oh, that would have been sick, actually. That would have been really good. Um, it's that's actually a missed opportunity, I think, in this um, having her do because it's kind of out of her character line. to say something like that. That's that's kind of it would have been character for, her, but it would have True. been sick. It would have been it would have been a nice little touch, um, especially since Meme doesn't show up in this at all. Um, Ready for the final episode? The final episode of Zoku. Let's do it. Episode six. Um, the first. The first like. I would say third of this is nothing but a bunch of dialogue between Aradagi and Ogi. Just so and boy, much, is man. it some beefy dialogue. Holy shit. Fucking, we Go got for two it. pages, three pages of it. notes. Oh my God. Oh my God. Go for <laughs> it, Natai. What have I done? So anyway, yeah, episode six. Uh, basically, I mean, at first, Ogi is like taking the shit out of, like, they get the piss out of Aragi about like his uniform. It's like, hey, it's like, what are you wearing over there, you dumbass? And she told him that she actually asked Hanakawa to help Aragi when he first encountered, encountered mm-hmm. Kanburu. Um, and then she... It was me, like, Austin! It was me it all was me. And then she like starts to wonder about this whole incident, how it came about. And then she starts with the... I, oh, I can't believe they did it. And she's like, hey, what if all this was a dream, actually? And he's like, yeah, I thought about maybe this is a dream. She's like, no. What if the past year was all a dream? And it's like, they're trying to pull that shit. It's like, it was all a dream. It never really happened. That fucking, which 
that's a pet peeve of mine in any story where it ends with it was all a dream. So I was like, nah, stop bullshitting me. I know this doesn't that is shit. It's not gonna happen. Um and then Although with like, a lesser writer, it might have. <laughs> I know, right? And then our is like, well, if it was a dream and I would have woken up, I would have thought to myself, it was a very pleasant dream. Uh fuck you. It was not a dream. I know it. Don't also, fuck it with wasn't me. very pleasant. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? And Ogi is like, oh yeah, what's I'm just, I'm just like bullshitting you. Um of course. And when Aragi is like ask her about the uniform, she's like, he's like, wait, why why is my uniform is reversed? It kind of doesn't make sense in this mirror world. And she's like, Oh, I just fucked with your wardrobe. I just like stole your fucking laundry and gave you a girl uniform. And she was also responsible for the creepy sink reflection too that smiled back at him. So apparently she had so she was trapped in this class, but she had some uh, influence over the outside world. Yeah, some power of some kind. Class. Yeah. Um, and Aragi is like wondering if this is the same Ogi for his world or is this like just his equivalent in the mirror world? Hmm. And she's like, no, I'm your double. And she literally is like, I'm your very own Ogi Oshino. So, so this is the same Oshino, uh, Ogi Oshino we've seen from Owari and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Excuse me. Um, and then they, they kind of circle back to that idea of a mirror only reflecting a part of, of, of an actual image and the other part is just absorbed into the mirror or erased, as they say, in this, um, or Good executed. Uh-huh. Erased. Yeah, erased, yeah. Um, <laughs> and so, like, Ogi, Ogi says, no, it's not so much that you got pulled into another world as that you pulled 20% of another world into yours. Bum, bum, yeah, bum. and it's like it, like that's her hypothesis that he sort of created this mirror world, which is yeah. like, huh? And they kind of wonder, and then they kind of toy with the idea: what if the specialist would have known about what have happened, and like, what if like would Gaian lose her shit and come after them? And Ogi's like, I don't think there's any need to worry about Gaian since the memory of Toei, her memory of her sister Toei, is like also in this world. And it's what caused her ghost to appear in this sort of mirror world. Mm. So maybe there's nothing to worry about with that. Also, I, I also love the fact that that uh, Ogi confirms that it's actually her ghost and not her. Uh, yeah, it's not the which, physical. Oh, which explains why the markings on the on uh, Koyomi's back disappeared. Because only he could see them because a ghost made them. Um, cool shit. Yeah, I know. It's a, it's a nice little touch. Nice little touch. Um, and then yeah. he comes to the conclusion that, like, in the mirror world is made out of regrets that all these people had. As we said, like, mo- like in those centers aren't regrets, and that Ar- Aragi pulled those regrets, he felt towards them, into mm-hmm. the mirror world. That's sort of, like, all these sides of these characters that we're seeing right now. Um, Which kind of harkens but- back to what he was talking about at the beginning of this arc, where he's talking about, like, you know, does he have any regrets that he's in this in-between like space in his life between high school and, and college? And it, it really does harken back on it. So we're, we're not actually just seeing any like just his regrets, but other people's regrets towards him. And it's interesting how like um it's this is like building on because the whole twist with Ogi is that she's the manifestation of Aragi's self-doubt and self-criticism. Mm-hmm. So all these feelings that are literally manifested into an apparition, like a person, sort of. And so we see like an evolution of that, of how his feelings of regrets towards some people manifest in this mirror world that literally like is being pulled in, 
he's been like he pulls into his own reality, which is really cool. I really like that sort of aspect to it. Yeah, um, and they're talking about how they can like fix the situation, um, and that it's going to prove once and for all that it was the correct decision that that uh, Koyomi actually saved Aradagi. Yeah, she's like, like, oh, this is like a test bed to see that it was not a bad idea to let me live and not be absorbed by the darkness. Um, and Koyomi's like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to move on. And she's like, well, that's why you're here. <laughs> I like how she's like, like I'm, and this is my purpose to clean up after your messes, just like how you clean up to up after my messes. And then, uh, like a little bitch of all this time about being afraid of the darkness taking her what does she do she creates the darkness that was weird she's like oh i pulled a piece of the blackboard over there and created a, like a circle of darkness it's like oh all right sure okay for someone who was terrified of it killing you last dark you're really chummy with it now aren't you <laughs> she's so edgy chummy with the darkness i know it's better than being down with the sickness though <laughs> that was terrible i'm so sorry um, Gosh. but yeah they're they're the plan is that they're gonna take like this 20 percent of darkness and attach it to the shrine and everything that's like not normal in this world will be pulled into that darkness pretty much like the 20 percent of the light that gets like reflected and uh, like executed Absorbed. as she says will yeah will will like the twenty percent of the light that was guided to this world will be sucked into darkness, thus reversing all of this like fucking mm. situation. And then I, I love how the entire conversation ends between them because Ogi asks what what is essentially like a biting question to um to Kuyomi, even though she knows what the answer is, she asked the question anyway. And she uh when when um or she lets Koyomi actually ask the question. Um but Koyomi's like, well, what in the world caused me to create this like mirror world um, in the first place? And uh, and Ogi doesn't give him like the exact, or it doesn't outright give him the answer. She asks another question. It's like, well, who are you? <laughs> and he's like, I'm Koyomi Aradagi. Boom, hard cut. <laughs> hard cut to 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 best girl. I know. Hard cuts of Hitagi knocking at the fucking door. Um, where have you been all my life? Oh, that new also, design is... All, yeah, another new hairstyle for, for Hitagi. Uh, the pigtails. I, like, I like the pigtails. I don't know what I think about her outfit. I will say that. I still say best design Hitagi is, is the winter Hitagi from Hitagi End. I, I agree. Definitely agree with you on um, that. Yeah, um, yeah, and, they, and Hitagi and Koyomi have that little conversation while they're walking about uh, what caused it to happen, what caused all of this to happen in the first place. And that that line, it's like um, it was this. Uh, you write, you wrote, you wrote it down here, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Yeah, um, it was the self that I was about to leave behind after losing my title. Damn, that's deep. That's uh, that's that's that cuts deep, man. Yeah, because it's, it's like again about, that un, it's all about unfinished business and the regret that you have from it. Yeah, it's like again, it's like that pat that part of your life where like in between phases of your life, like like for me, it was when I finished high school. Then I had like this like few weeks or so 
before I got into the army, I was like, shit, I'm about to like, I'm done with this part of my life. It's not coming back ever. I'm start this new part that's gonna like, by the end of it, like maybe I'll be changed in some aspects. Like, fuck, yeah. man, it's kind of it's kind of worrying. Like, you're just trying to figure out if you're on the right path and if you the things you did so far were good or good enough for what's to come next, right? It's yeah. yeah. And I, I mean, I kind of experienced the same thing. Like I, I mentioned it before, I didn't go straight into college. I had like a two and a half month period before I went into college after graduating high school. And I, there was a lot of things that I, I just didn't know. I didn't know that if, you know, I graduated from high school, but does that mean I'm good enough to, to go to college? Does it mean that I'm going to be good enough for whatever I choose to do with my life going forward? What am I going to do with my life going forward? And in that moment, when he talks about the regret, he tells about all he he tells her about all the regrets he had about like all the people around him, like with uh, maybe like raised, like being an older brother to uh, Karen and like having regrets to about all the people he knows, like fucking Nadeko and excuse me, and, and having regrets about. Sodachi and Kisha and all these different feelings of regrets that he feels to all these people that he cares so much about, right? So it's like that's sort of like what led to that creation of that world. Um, which is like fucking powerful, man, because like regret like regret is a very powerful feeling, you know. It's kinda it is. It's it's as much as you feel regret about maybe hurting someone else, that feeling of regret is will hurt you as much just in a different way you know looking back at that point in your own life are there any regrets that you have i'm sure there's at least one me too <laughs> boy they're, they're, they're more than i can count i'm sure <laughs> <laughs> i feel like if you live a life without any regrets it's got to be a boring life i guess yeah like it's not I- pleasant to have regrets but just the way of life you know but I, the, the absolute like capper to this whole thing is um, Hitagi asking about like what was she like in that world, and and Koyomi's like, well, I didn't even see her. And she's like, why? Because I don't have any regrets when it comes to you. Like, oh, oh, oh. my heart, my fucking oh. heart, I can't take it. Oh, oh. it's so beautiful. I, I swear I to God, it. if anyone ever says that to me, I'm putting a ring on their finger asap. And then what's the next thing he says? He tells her, "We're gonna stay together forever." Oh, uh, and then she's like, "Bitch, you don't even know if you get accepted to college. What are you talking about?" <laughs> Classic Itagi, though. Ugh, fucking bitch. Uh, and that 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 final scene we get with them coming to uh, road crossing, right? And Hitagi or uh, Koyomi just saying. And it's something very Koyomi-esque where it's like the deep introspective thing. It's like he sometimes worries which foot to take first when the light turns green. Almost like a superstition. Yeah. Um, he talks about then, how it feels like like the body moves on without like while the soul is like in, stuck in place. Because mm-hmm. it's not sure what to do. Yeah. Um, and then Hitagi just kind of laughs and says, watch this bitch. And just grabs his hand and jumps. <laughs> Jump! <laughs> Jump! <laughs> just, just leaps forward. And, and then um, you get that final monologue. Yeah, that Monogatari. final monologue. And you kind of have this flash of of, of, of uh, Koyomi's memories. Um, 
he's, and the fucking title cards of all the arcs before. And, yeah, and the title cards, and he's resigning himself to just leaving his unfinished business behind, um, kind of savoring that that aftertaste, uh, shall we say? The the yeah, blank and moving space, on, and just moving to the next step by taking a giant leap. And that's that's how it ends. That's that's, that's so, so cool. cool. Warri Monogatari. Yeah, it's so wholesome. Man. Do you know what's funny? Good shit. Mm. It it bookends the entire story because um, Baki Monogatari starts by uh, Koyomi catching Hitagi in his arms, and that's right. Zoku ends with Hitagi taking uh, Koyomi by the arm. By yeah. the arm and throwing him across a, a a gap. That is so fucking good, man. Fucking Isio Isin, dude. That's it. What a legend. Man. I I can't. That's Zoku Warrior Monogatari. That's yeah. not just Zoku Warrior Monogatari. That is the Monogatari series anime as of this point. That's the whole. I thing. mean, it's been it's been five years since Zoku. I. Unfortunately, I don't see anything on the horizon soon for Monogatari, you know, which is a you shame. Know, up until recently, I would agree with you, but the fact that we're getting so many older stuff coming back, and the fact that stuff's getting remade and rebooted, I wouldn't be surprised. It may not be Shaft doing it, but I wouldn't be surprised. Maybe it's it's funny because like this is I think I said it before, but this is the first time of me actually watching Zoku, and I was kind of hesitant to watch it because this is like. The last yeah. time I'll get to enjoy. You were just like Koyomi. You were hesitant for a end. Yeah, yeah, because this is the end. It's like the last time I'll get to, for now, experience a new part of Monogatari in anime form. It was like, fuck. It's like it's no longer a rewatch for me. And I'm it like, was so worth the like, wait, though. Watching it wasn't it. It was. I, I absolutely loved it. I, I really, really enjoyed watching it. It was really good. I. It's a. It's a great. It's a great epilogue because this is what it is. You know, it's just a really good epilogue. I think before before we kind of like give our like final thoughts, there is one thing I want to do. I should have set this up before we started, but uh, uh, talk to the good people. I'll be right back. I'll be I'll be right back. I promise. Talk to the good people. While he talks to the good people again, we'll get to. I'm sure when he comes back, we'll get to it. But uh, thank you to everyone who were like we're watching us from the beginning, going over this like series of sportcasts. Let's. Monogatari is very special to me and to Axel, as you can tell. And uh, it's been a blast, like, going over them and, like, in-depth and reminiscing about all the cool shit. Like, put all the pieces together and it's been very, very special to watch this final part. I'm sure I'll say all this again when Alex comes back. But it's... Boom. Thanks, everyone, for, like, sticking with us. Uh, yes, Alex, I've been talking to the good people. It's time. Oh, God. What are you doing? Oh no. Hey, listen. The Monogatari series requires a toast. <laughs> Give We've me gotten a this far, man. We've gotten this Give me far. Hmm. I should have set this up before we actually started the recording. Hmm. Yeah, we're finally here. I can't believe that after 18 months we've finally we've finally gotten here. Um oh he's back. What does he got? Ah, oh, is that whiskey? Oh, a cheers, bit of whiskey. Yeah. <laughs> oh, All God, right, this is gonna be so bad. I also but just yeah. noticed you're wearing your stand necklace. 
your stand arrow necklace. I am. Yeah. Nice. Cheers. Cheers, buddy. <laughs> that was a good year and a half. Good 18 months. Mm. Yeah, I, I... <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> you should have picked something like smooth to drink. I have nothing here aside from fucking whiskey. Nice. Yeah, it's it's been a hell of a ride, Natai. Wow, it's over. It is. So this, yeah, this is the last spoiler cast that we're doing. However, to put a bow on all of this, Natai and I are going to be doing uh, at least three ranking episodes where we're going to rank the characters, the OPs, and the different story arcs. Um, We're going to do tier lists for all of them um don't know exactly when that's going to happen but that is how we're going to put a big bow on uh, yeah. our monogatari spoiler cast That'll be our celebration round yeah um there may be drinking involved in that too i'm i'm done for that it's um crazy we're done and yeah, yeah I, I i do want to thank everyone who has um been watching all along i know that there's a couple of people who watch our podcast or listen to our podcast who say they only started watching the monogatari series because we were doing this and they've kind of been watching along with us as we've been doing this thank you so much for that that's amazing i, I think it's great that we've gotten more people into the monogatari series because we've done this and i know there's a lot of people out there that only know the monogatari series through its memes and i feel like yeah they're funny but if that's all you know you really don't know the monogatari series yeah, I mean, I don't. Th- if someone's still listening to us and hasn't watched it, I mean, please do, because as you can tell, even our rewatch is very, very enjoyable. We've literally been doing this entire thing because it's so much fun to rewatch and talk about this fucking show nonstop. Yeah. And ugh. like, there's um, a reason we talked so much about it, you know? Yeah. What are we gonna do next, JoJo's? I do, I do like. Well, I we kind of talked about it amongst ourselves on the podcast. We really enjoy doing spoiler casts in general. Um, and it just this spoilercast was so massive and in depth. Yeah, because the uh, show deserves being like talked it about. Does. Like it does. It does one hundred percent deserve like the deep dives that we've been giving it. Um, but I I also like doing these spoiler cast series for some longer running stuff. So. I don't know. Maybe we'll do it again. Maybe not for something as massive or as in-depth as Monogatari, but something that has been running for a little while that we all kind of like. JoJo's a good candidate. JoJo's is a good candidate. I know I've mentioned to I've mentioned to uh, Chinoda about doing Naruto. Just no filler. Just just, just, no filler. Just Naruto. Listen, listen. After this series i think it's it's gonna be a bit of a break till we get uh, dive into our next long running series of spoilercasts but because this was a lot this was a lot maybe sometime later this year we'll start another spoiler cast series for, for something else maybe maybe Stay we'll tuned. choose something maybe we'll choose something kind of a sh- like something that we would need multiple spoiler casts to cover but not something quite as long like i've mentioned maybe doing madoka magica another chef madoka magica will be a lot of fun yeah um and i think we could do that in maybe four Five spoiler casts, maybe. One for the season, for the series. One for the movie, and one for Gaiden. Yeah, we could probably do it in three, maybe four. 
Stay tuned to Anime Club After Dark to hear more news we, about we, the we next podcast. The point is, the point is, we definitely want to do this again. Um, not just me and Natai. I think Chinoda and and John are also kind of on board. As long as we can pick something that we all kind of like, I, we definitely want it to be something that we're passionate about, not something that we don't like. Because I, I one thing that I've been told, not just by our our you know people who watch our fans, but um, also by John who edits these podcasts, is like he thinks it's fun to listen to because he can tell how passionate we are about it. So I hope that comes through to people listening. I hope that no one will ever ask us about our opinions on Monogatari because it's all out there. You all know our no. opinions. We spent. The- the best thing to tie is now you don't have to say anything because I'm going to put together a uh, a playlist and you can just give a link to the playlist. Here's like 20 hours of me talking about this. <laughs> God, what am I doing with my life? I fucking love this show, man. It's so fucking good. <laughs> God damn. Oh. I just is there anything else we have to say about either Zoku or um or Monica? I, I will say it, it seems kind of weird to say. But as an epilogue, I think this does a really good job. I think it's a fantastic epilogue. I just gave it a nine on Mal. Uh, I think this like turned out so fucking well. It, I believe like, I gave it a nine out of ten as well for myself. Yeah, I, 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 I loved it. I really, really enjoyed it. It was a very, very pleasant, heartwarming last hurrah for the show. You know, and I'll miss it. And, I, I'll, and you know I'll what? There, there is more. Um, monogatari like light novels out there that have not been there's there's many more that haven't been adapted yeah. into uh, an anime adaptation maybe one day they will but you know what if they this never a are good point if yeah. they never are i think the that we as fans of, of monogatari can be very happy with what we did get with the monogatari series anime adaptation i i think in terms of of adaptations particularly light novel adaptations I don't think you get much better than this. Like maybe there's a few others out there you can point to, but in terms of how much love and respect and care um, that the adaptation was given, this might be a gold standard, at least in my mind for light novel adaptations. Mad respect to Shaft for sticking with it for so fucking long. Yeah. Even after uh, like Shaft was a very different company from the start of Bakemonogatari to the, the, the end here the end with Zoku yeah. Wari. Like, other in in the interim, a lot of people left. Uh, a lot of people went to David Productions, which you can tell because um, their you know animation quality is just top notch. Um, but and but yeah, Shaft like, kind of as a general like animation production company, they've definitely fallen off over the last few years, which is sad to see. Um, so. But it's great hey, that we have the, this. But the Magica movie four, we'll see how that goes. I guess. Yeah, we'll see. Um, it, it's great that when you think about Shaft, though, this is probably one of, if not the first thing that comes to mind. And I think Definitely. that's good. Definitely. Yeah. It, I think it's, it's, it's it says says a lot for a company that's been around for what forty years or nearly forty years at this point. Yeah, I think. In, in a different uh, matter, on a different matter. I think we both said our thanks to the listeners, to viewers. Thank you. I think also mad thanks to Shaft and Nisio Isi for bringing us these fucking wonderful, deranged, crazy characters uh, that we enjoy talking about so much. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I like, Monogatari, like, literally, like, sort of uh, touched me on a very personal level. I talked about it back when we talked about Tsubasa Tiger, but, like, this fucking show is like something else, man. It's 
It's crazy we're done with it. I don't now. think there'll ever be another anime quite like the Monogatari series. Yeah. Madoka Magica comes close, but it's not quite eh, there. It's a very different type of beast, you know? Yeah. But stylistically, story-wise, I just don't think we'll ever get anything quite like the Monogatari series um, ever again, which is a shame. <sighs> but I think its uniqueness Dang. is part of its charm. For sure. Anyway, um, yeah, that's it. That's it. That's our entire Monogatari spoiler cast series. Thank you all for dropping in to listen to us, to watch us throughout this last 18 months of us doing this. Um, be sure to check the description below to find links to Anime Club After Dark on Twitch, on social media, on Discord, where we talk about all things. We talk about some crazy shit on our Discord server, man. Fucking <laughs> um, Pinkertons, uh, am I right? What? Yeah, right? Fucking Pinkertons. <laughs> um, um, also, be sure to check down below. We have a link to our merch store where you can purchase merch. Anything you do purchase there uh, really helps out. You can have yourself an ACAD mug just like this. We also have some nice stickers, some magnets, all kinds of stuff. Uh, we have shirts. Um, I, you know what I should do? I should get us, like, I wonder if I could commission Vix to draw us in the, like, Monogatari uh, EV style. Like that will be actually sick. We I wonder if I that. could get. I wonder if I could. She could. She could replicate that that art style and just have me and you like on a couch talking about Monogatari in the ED art style. One of us is dressed like Oshino, the other is like like Kaiki or something. I don't know. That'll be really sick. No, I could. You could be dressed like uh, like Koyomi, and I could be dressed like Ogi. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good i like, I that. like it I, i'll see if i can get her to do that that actually might be a good like shirt to make for sick. some merch hmm. you it should have a tagline what a story eh <laughs> what a story eh um yeah thank you all so much it's been absolutely it, it's been fun be sure to to uh, keep your eye out from when we do our uh, monogatari ranking episodes um don't know exactly when those are coming out but they will be coming out within a month or two after this goes out um, other than that, Natai, anything to say before we sign off? It's been a pleasure to serve you. It has. <laughs> Cheers. Mm. Good night, everybody. <laughs> <That was> a... <laughs> <laughs>